passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Off the Rails with Anna. Blitz is running around and my father. Wait, is he's on mic two, right? Mic three. I'm dumb. Welcome, Dad. What's up? Good. How are you doing? Good. Nice. You're right up on the mic. Get some video Ooh, going. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I was a little bit uh, anxious about having you on. Yeah. Who's more nervous, I think. Uh, but honestly, after coming in and realizing that there's no Bubba and then you have to kind of sit in the captain's chair and figure some shit out, um, the last four hours have been a little bit anxiety <laughs> And stressful, so now I feel great. I feel like we can chill. I feel like I'm not fucking up anybody's show. If I fuck up my own, then that's no problem. Yeah. But so feeling good. Um, Dad, thank you yes. for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, as we learned in the last segment, Bubba might have the Delta variant. So you might hope. I'm glad mm. you're leaving to California. So by the time you start exhibiting symptoms, you know. Yeah, you could take it back to Cali with you. <laughs> you could take it back to California with you. I won't get it. You're not going to get because you've been vaccinated, right? That is correct. Is that you got the Pfizer? Um, yeah, I think so. Pfizer. Yeah, oh, Pfizer, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah, feel free to call in 813-90-BUBBA. You can come hang with, with my dad if you have any questions <clears> about him being in the Mossad and in the Israeli army. And he's also here to plug his book, right? <laughs> You're on a world oh, tour? I forgot about that. Your yeah, book thanks. tour. Yeah, why not? Yeah, were you nervous about coming on today or were you excited? N- not or? at all. It was exciting, yeah. Okay. I, I feel really bad because I know you wanted to come on. When I was working at The Bone, my dad came to visit mm. and you wanted to be featured as anyone would, you know, visiting their daughter on, on the radio. But it was, I think it was my first day back after hurricane epilepsy. Oh yeah. You don't want to do that. And I was just, I didn't even know if I could be myself. Like it is really, uh, this is kind of a lame word to use, but really traumatizing when mm. you almost get fired for saying some shit and yeah. then you don't know what to say, like what to comment about it. I was told don't even mention that it happened. People are calling in. We're having to dump people. And so my dad was like, let me come on. I'm like, no, like just <laughs> fucking let me be on the air for a week and well, try you, not to you fuck said it up. Your dad runs really loose at times. 
uh, sometimes, usually when he's not, as soon as like the cameras come on, then he kind of mellows out. But okay. yesterday, you you had a bit of a freak out, Dad. No, I didn't. Yeah, he did. He had a, he well, did a massive late. freak out. I told him when you came to the Oh, yes, they're at the airport. See, there's so many freakouts yeah. that it, it's funny because I guess we both stress each other out in different ways. Oh, I can only mm. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, take after my mom and, and not in a good way when it comes to time management. I kind of run 15, 20 minutes late and pop runs about four hours early. So okay. um, that's just kind of how we roll. But I'm glad that you're here. Uh, you're still adjusting to the to the Florida heat. It was really funny because my dad will say, "Oh, you know, I really like the Florida heat. It's great. It's this that." But then after a certain time and like direct sunlight, mm. it'll fuck you up. Oh yeah, it makes you tired. That's all. It makes it you does. tired, but it also makes you crazy because it's just it is really uncomfortable. And it's not just the heat; it's the humidity that I think really gets people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, not good. But you're no, here. That, to, that, that yeah. video I saw yesterday, I was like, "Oh my god, you guys are exactly alike." <laughs> yeah. Am I going to be on the rest of the week, uh, Anna? Uh, oh, I did. I didn't. Uh, no, actually, not at all. You're actually leaving tomorrow. Can't wait to take you to the airport. Well, can't we do it remotely or something? Uh, no, Dad. <laughs> uh, let's take a first call. Who's this? Okay. Welcome to the program. Hey, it's Greg Fort Myers. Hey, Greg, what's up? How are you? Hey, didn't your dad live in South Africa, or was he born in South Africa? I was born there. Yeah. Can, what's the current situation in South Africa? That's going on right now. It sounds almost like it's almost like a civil war. Uh, burning the farm. What's well, there's, the there's a problem because there's <clears throat> the the whole. Well, it's it's quite complex though. I, I was actually speaking to a friend of mine in uh, Cape Town about three days ago, and it's not that bad in Cape Town yet. But in in like Janus in Durban, um, what happened with Zuma? I don't know if you know. It was it was the it was the president, and they wanted to put him in jail because of. All the corruption and things that he did, and so the Zulus started because um, it's very tribal. They they started protesting, and then it just kind of got out of hand because um, a lot of people are out of work, um, right. and just it's just becoming a mess. Weren't they like taking over the farms of the, 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 the these families that own these farms for hundreds of years, and they were, their farms well, that, were being taken over? Uh, well, what's what's happening is. Before apartheid, it was the whites were were holding everything, and then um, when black power came in, um, the blacks claimed that it was that was the, that was their land that was stolen hundreds of years ago, and so they're trying to reclaim the land, saying it was theirs, it was stolen, and they want it back. But the problem is they've no no way they don't know how to farm the land, and so when they take it over, it just basically becomes, you know, like there's no food can be grown, and there are a few. Black farmers that did extremely well, but it's very rare. Cause What's the racial breakdown of the country? Do you know, Dad? Yes. What is it? Well, when I w- during apartheid, and it still kind of stayed. It was whites, then it it was um, Indians. No, 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 like the percentage. percentages. Oh, percentages. Well, I know that. I'm not quite sure of the numbers now, but... Um, Wasn't it like during apartheid, I thought it was like 90-10, like 90% oh, black, like 10% of 50- the population was controlling 90% of the people. There was about 18 million or 15 million blacks with about 3 million whites ruling everything. Mm. Um, obviously, very unfair system. And um, it started years ago when the Dutch came and the British came. And just to... Why, just, did, why did you end up leaving? Because my dad left South Africa, what, in 77? I'll tell you. Um, I was drafted into the military in, uh, in 75. And I went, into, I went into Angola. I was in a war there and saw some... Pretty nasty things, and 
when I came out, just as I came out, they said to me, you're going back for another four months. And I went, no, I'm not. You can swear. You can say fuck. You can uh, say fuck. No, I'm not going to. Okay. You can if you want to. Okay. I <laughs> So I went. Oh, Very yeah, interesting. And so I decided I'm not going back because I nearly got killed the first time. I said, that's not going to happen oh. again. And so I left. I went to Israel. <laughs> and then you went into war in what, Lebanon? Well, no, that was not directly. I went to a kibbutz in Israel. I didn't know anything about the country. I just knew that, you know, I, I just wanted to leave. So a lot of my friends had gone on a kibbutz, and I heard it was really fun. So I was 20 at the time, and I decided I'm going to kibbutz, and it was, it was fun. And then um, when I was there, I met a guy. I was really into sports, and um, he said, hey, why don't you go to the sports college? So I went and I tried out and uh, got in. Had a physical test. Well, no, I couldn't speak the language. They said, don't worry, come in. And so I went there and I studied. At the beginning, I studied there and then I finished. And I went to Europe. I went to Sweden for about a year. I had a, a guy who was a friend of mine and he lived in Sweden. So he was from Sweden, actually. So I went to visit him and I stayed there for a year. And you said I, it was a pretty uh, depressing country during the wintertime. No, it was, it's amazing. it was amazing. I just the winters were terrible. Well, that's not good. <laughs> it's like I live, three I months, four months out of the year. It's freezing. And it's, the, it's what? Dark for like 18 hours a day or something crazy. Yeah, you know, the sun would come up like a, about, if I remember correct, about 9.30 and then set about noon. And it was like, uh, And yeah. it was like minus 60 centigrade. It was freezing. It was like a freezer with the wind chill. It was it was horrible. They're all alcoholics. I, I hear they were, kids have kids. like alcoholic problems yeah, at like 13 years of age because yeah. there's nothing else to do except drink and fuck, I guess. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. All right. Appreciate your time. Bill. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks Bye. for calling in. Bye. Bye. What a nice caller. 81390 <laughs> Bubba. Um, but you've been, how long have you been in the States, Dad? Mm, came in 89. Right. Um, and you said we were kind of discussing briefly yesterday that you don't, you, you, Every place that you've been in the last few years, you're thinking about moving. Like, you've come here, you like it here, except for the heat. Uh, you want to stay in California because, I mean, San Diego is beautiful. Like, oh, what, beautiful. whatever the politics is, you know, yeah, it sucks. You have to wear a mask or whatever. Gavin Newsom sucks, whatever. But San Diego as a city is top notch. It is. I would say that it's it has probably <clears throat> the, the best weather in the world. You know, is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Because it it's it's, it's warm, climate. it's very temperate, and you don't have the humidity. Like I remember going back home in December, and it's just you just breathe. You could just like walk around and like fucking breathe. Right. Just yeah. so nice. But I mean, I like Florida. I like the politics. I like the if you can even call it the culture around here. People are just out of their mind. They're crazy, and I just feel like I fit in better. Now, why did why did you leave Israel? Well. Uh, um, um, Anna's mom, myself, we she, she thought we'd cut. If we go to the states, we'd do better financially. And, and my mom okay. is American, by so the way. So she's American, okay. and I, I I didn't know, and um, and I that's just why said, why and, not? And that's why you picked where you lived over here. Is yeah, that's well, where she's from? The parents lived in. Her uh, parents lived in that area, so we moved in with them at first. Okay, and so we got on our feet and. Um, just stayed in the area. I mean, why would just you leave San in the Diego? Area, sure. I, I knew it. I got to know it. I didn't actually... What's really interesting is I only really got to know the area that I live in around there about um, 10 years ago. Really? What? Because I, 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 I didn't explore out of like um, the area that we stayed in. My, you know, like Vista. The, my work. Yeah, Vista Oceanside, uh, Escondido. That's the area that we lived you in. You didn't okay. really go to the city too much. We're about 40... Where we live is like about 45 40 minutes, minutes north yeah. of, of like but San not Diego even, City. The, the, like the areas like Encinitas, which are more south and really exclusive areas compared to where we lived. Mm-hmm. 
and really discovered them pretty intensely uh, about 10 years ago. Okay. So I know San Diego much better than I did. Right. Now, do you think that you'll move back to Israel? We also, well, not we. My dad has an apartment there. They're rebuilding it. That's going to be Yeah, so my, my grandmother... My dad's mom had an apartment there and then left it to my dad. And you said that they're breaking it down and then building it yeah, back up. Yeah, they've already up. put, they're, they're working on the, on the, on the, um, Hell parking lot yeah. yeah. So do you think that you'll, you'll go back to Natanya and live know. there? Or? I don't know. It's you don't know. Hard, Too yeah. many it's choices. Like, it's, it's, it's easy to, when I go there, then I go, you know what? It's nice in the States. When I come here, I go, I just, I don't know. But I got a lot of options. I what would probably... be your reason for leaving the States? Just, Seems like you you quite like it here now. Obviously, it's your home. You're an American citizen. Um, no real reason. Just I, I just like I've been. I've lived in quite a few countries. So, mm-hmm. so you just think you'll maybe switch it up? Um, go back. No, you know my. I think I'm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go between countries. Stay three months here, three months there. Okay. Nice. Yeah. How's your Hebrew? Is it? My dad speaks Hebrew That's fluently. My, I don't. I don't speak Hebrew, which is like the one. Like when I meet real Israelis, and I technically am one, but I always feel bad claiming it because I, I have a connection to the country, but like not really. Like almost historically, but not. There's no emotional connection really with Israel because I don't remember living there. So when people ask me, like, why do you look kind of brown? I'm like, I don't know. I'm Israeli. I think someone slept with an Arab in my family. Like, I, I feel like I look like the, I'm the most Not ethnic the looking. Around, there's, there's Jews too. I know. But, you know, I, that's just funny to say. But I just feel like I look a lot more ethnic than both my parents and my sister. And I've I, I probably tan the. Well, we now, have well, Chinese mom, in our family. So. Oh, we don't have Chinese. Well, yeah, we have yes, Mongolian. We well, my si- everyone thought my sister was adopted my, because she my, looked uh, Asian. My first cousin did a DNA test and they found that this child. Turns out I'm that bitch. Yeah, I guess. All right, so I'm a little Asian yeah. in me. I don't know why that makes me. You should me do a 23 brown. me on her. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. you should. Come yeah. on. No, I'm I'm good. I, I I don't want to give anything more to the government. Dad, you actually got the fetch app, right? No, yes. <laughs> I got the fetch. I thought it was no. gonna be amazing. I like like every time I go, it's like. It's a, it's a thousand points for a dollar, and I'm going like 25 points. So yeah, I'm yeah, getting but, rid of this piece. But, of Dad, time. when you're making 2. like. 2.5 cents to scan. I don't even know worth it. Yeah, but when my dad is making like $12 purchases, it's hard to like, you know yeah. what I mean? $12 purchases. I made like 50 and 70 and $80 purchases. Okay, all right. My bad. My bad. Let's take another call. What's up? Who's this? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Anna. Love the show. Hi. Uh, hey, Papa Homo. Can you tell the people? Uh, I'm from Cali. And can you tell the people that people aren't fleeing from Cali? People like aren't the what? New suit do, and um, how how so beautiful it is here. And um, my property tripled in the last year in California. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's am- I just didn't hear the first part of he what said, you asked. He said that people aren't fleeing. Oh. Where are you? Where are you in California? Burbank. Burbank. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who, who is this? Caviar tacos. Okay, that's what, oh, that's caviar what I thought. Tacos. What's up, JC? Hey, man. Did you say people aren't fleeing California? Yeah, he wanted you to back him up they on that. They aren't. Well, some are, some a- are. As far as yeah. the media portrays it. Um, I know a lot of people that, you know, it depends um, on your most probably financial position. Uh, some people are leaving. A lot of people are coming in. Well, it's I probably mean, like anecdotal as well like i know a few people who especially their parents like peaced out after 30 years of living in california but then if you don't know anybody personally then to you it seems like no one's leaving so 
But but property is insane. The the prices are just crazy. I, I was going to buy something over here last time I came, but it just goes up so so slowly compared to California. Well, not well, anymore. It's I was going to say, you have, if you haven't looked, like the past year, it's gone up like 30, 40%. I was trying to tell them that. Yeah, yeah, it's right. ridiculous. My, my, my property went up 150K. Mine went up nearly 300%. Oh, from wow. when you bought it, though? Yeah. Well, that was what, like yes. nine eight years, years ago. eight years ago? Still pretty good. Yeah, still great. Oh, oh, so you like living in Burbank or like little Armenia, that's right? Oh, yes, sir. Um, yeah, Armenian okay, people have... are the best. I know. Uh, so Sam, how is work is. Most of my Most of my friends from college are Armenia, or Armenia, are Armenian, and they lived in like the Burbank, <laughs> uh, Glendale area. So that's where they, that's where yeah, they live. Yeah, Pasadena, mm-hmm. yeah. Burbank area. That's uh, nice. Lots that's, nice. Of, mm-hmm. that's a great area. That is nice. beautiful. All right, so you're not leaving California anytime soon. <laughs> Born and raised. Hell okay, no. so is that kind of what it is? It's just like that's more of like a, a mental thing where you're not going to leave your home, even though I mean, well, how's the homeless situation? It's got to be terrible over there. It's right? getting worse. Well, they're picking it up now, but um, but as far as like the the way the media portrays it, it's not on fire. California's not on fire. No, it's not. As your father will protest. Okay. Um, we are okay. The the homeless is people are taken care of now i guess little by little but uh it's, it's not people are just mowing the, uh, over them yeah. <laughs> let's eliminate the problem just kidding that's rude but uh, well listen as long as you're happy it seems like you, you know i guess if you're born someplace and raised someplace it must be a lot harder to leave because you got you know all of your roots there all your friends family it's everything you know but i don't know i feel like i've been kind of a gypsy most of my life so i don't really get emotionally attached <laughs> to the places i live but right yeah. Agreed. Yeah. jc are you coming Great to the party this year uh dude yes good. hopefully good june 15th yeah uh january 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 sorry cool we'll see you then mm. thanks for great thanks show for, anna oh thank you i appreciate it appreciate you thanks eight one three ninety bubba um, he's a he's an animator for bob's burgers the <laughs> is that the, a fast food chain is that uh, dumb it's a tv show on fox of course, eight one three ninety Bubba. If you'd like to call in and talk to my father, um, I don't think I'm ever gonna move back to California. I, I'm not saying I would never, but I'm just saying as of right now, I have no desire. I think I was telling my dad pretty much like every day how much I love living here. Oh, you've told me that a bunch too. Yeah, That's nice. <laughs> but granted, you also have to understand like I was also living in Detroit before here, so I feel like any place that I would have moved after Detroit, yeah. I would have just been so ecstatic. You'd be like, be the North Pole is so beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at all the paved roads. <laughs> there's no squatters and there's the crime's pretty low by the polar bears. But yeah, the Detroit, I think like, like fucks you up in the best way because it makes you appreciate everything else mm-hmm. that's not Detroit. So, um, I'll like, I'll never take for granted good weather again. I'll never take uh, a body of water. That's not a lake for granted again. A lot of things kind of put into perspective, but I, I love it here. I feel like it's kind of like a home that I carved myself. I didn't move here because I had a friend or had right. family. Right. You know, I was just really, really fortunate that the bone was in, you know, St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. Florida of all places. So now, now you've said a few things that you and your dad have done. Like, have you, have you gone anywhere? It's been, like, have you seen any sites? 
Um, restaurants. We've yeah, restaurants. I mean, <laughs> I didn't going to the beach is like such a pain in the ass. And, we're lost though. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, we're we're not like sunbathing people. Right. Like we don't want to sit in the sun all day, yeah. sort of thing. My dad isn't a, a drinker either, so it's not like hey, let's okay. go to the bar and drink. So I don't drink because you know I don't want to drink alone. Um, so we've just been kind of hopping and bopping around. It's been nice. We had. Uh, lunch with Will and his father. Okay. So we got, you know, a, like the boomers together to how'd have that, a play date. It was great. It was really awesome. Mm-hmm. My dad's a big fan of Will, maybe even more than me. But no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so we saw them and we saw his cousin yesterday, which was nice. Um, I'm That's so. That's when you guys were late, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, my <laughs> my dad's cousin how did, is. How did how did your dad feel about that? You being late everywhere. I don't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> I, she's literally late I, everywhere. So you're not helping the situation. Like every single, like it doesn't matter. Really, Anna? <gasps> That's terrible. Oh, it's she's one of the people. She'll, like she won't be late if she if she has to be there. Of it, course. No, I don't know about that. That's but, not true. Hold on, Anna, have I ever been no, late to the show? Anna, Anna's one of the people that like literally. If you need to be, like leave by three o'clock, you say okay. Well, we need to leave by you know two fifty. Because you know she's going to be 10 minutes late. That's what I was told her yesterday. If I come out and my plane li- arrives at 9 o'clock, I'm going to tell her that it comes in at it, it is a It's a horrible habit. It <laughs> yeah, really is. I'm, I'm trying my... That's it's, a lie. It's I'm actually also not disrespectful. That's what it is I know. very disrespectful. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, let's shift gears. She doesn't seem to be lying about it. Doesn't mean to, I know she doesn't mean to be disrespectful. People, Dad, people are calling right. in. Excuse me, I'm talking. Yeah. Okay. He's still my dad. doesn't mean to be disrespectful, but... It comes off disrespectful. All right. Hold on, but a, a lot of the things she does is like that, though. <laughs> that she doesn't mean to be disrespectful, but they end up being disrespectful. Oh, would you care to list them off, sir? No. Do you, would you like to air your grievances in front of my father? No like, way. No way. So you're just going to leave us with a cliffhanger? But, but, but it's like being late, though. Like you don't mean to disrespect people by, by being. Well, late. you said there was other things that <laughs> that I disrespect. I'm not now. Uh, no, I'm just asking. This is we we. The, the, I like the Bubba's the way Bubba handles things. He handles them on the air, so he doesn't have to handle them twice. So what what are the other things that I do there? Oh, there's terrible? a number of things. Okay, go ahead, list them off, please. I don't. I you know I just. Seem to have forgotten most of them. <laughs> Let's take a phone call. My right. memory has gone blank. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the program. Who's this? Hey, Papa Hummel. This is Carlos Mandingo the Third. How hey. are you? <laughs> hey, I'm a guy that writes parodies about your very quirky daughter. She's very interesting. I was really hoping that um, your visit here, that Blitz K Chris would ask for her hand uh, from you, it would be yeah, amazing. Right. Um, I wanted to. Say, <laughs> I love you guys. So, uh, Papa Hummel, I wanted to get your take on uh, the recent violence in South Africa. With, I yes. guess they they threw a corrupt president in jail, and everybody's yeah. burning the the country down. It looks like maybe a civil war. And you're from there and fought there. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear your take on the situation. Well, I, I don't see anything good things happening in South Africa in the coming future. It's just, I hate to say it, it's going to just go down like. Pretty much the rest of Africa, not all the countries in Africa, because that, that's not just. Well, what happened there was during apartheid. You know, it was very, um, it was a very terrible system because I grew up in it, so I know. Um, but I didn't really know. I only really realized when I left the country because you, you, you even though you, you, you know, grow up white, they still. Um, you basically repressed in a way you can't do anything because if you do anything. You know, you got to put your life on the line. So what happened when the people that were um, were fighting apartheid, um, like Nelson Mandela, I had an uncle who was a doctor who used to visit him on Robben Island. 
he had different doctors and my uncle was one of them and he was is he, he he loved the guy and you know my, <clears throat> and what happened uh when mandela came out of prison people you know had a just cause fighting you know to stop apartheid but when it's when they when they got into power and black power started the people that got in had no experience how to run the country but they got all the riches there's a tremendous amount of you know, natural resources there and so they, they had what's they got, their what's their number one like export uh, well there's diamonds, diamonds? Gold, well i know the de beers but it, it's it's I, I don't know what they manics but they got okay. coal they make gas okay that's what i was like it. i was thinking more energy related but yeah so so what happened when they got into power at about five percent ten percent of the population they, they just gave all their friends and they basically hunkered down went moved into really wealthy areas and the rest of the population even people that that were helping them if they weren't somebody that they knew or you know was a friend they were just left in the dust so now the situation is i'd say um for about black males there's very little chance of finding work, and for whites especially there's no chance of getting work if you're white and you're a young guy you, you just have no future there because you won't get hired because it's like there's a reverse apartheid gang out gang on now if you look on youtube you'll see there's a lot of white squatters that i, that I never saw it's like what happened to the black people at the time of apartheid which was you know which was a terrible system um if, if you're black, if you were white, I just I have to say this, when I was white, it was the most amazing country to grow up in. But, you know, that's from my perspective, but sure. from, from a black person's perspective. And, and South Africa, what they did is they divided people into different groups. So you had blacks, which was considered like, um, I don't mean to sound derogatory, but it was, they were the lowest class. Then it, then it was... Um, what they uh, called colored people. No, the colored people... Which was in, mixed, in the States, right? Yeah, in the States, color is still like a derogatory term. But in South Africa, colored means... Uh, they were mixed when the when the Dutch came there. They, they like Trevor they, Noah talks about this that he was a colored person because he was half white, half black. Right, yeah. right. But he may not he may not consider him, the colors are the most very you know they they on both sides of the spectrum. Colors some of them look white and then some colors look completely but black. If they had any sort of mix at all, they met. Yeah, they mix. And then what about like the Malaysians? Well, I know let me just finish. Sorry. So the coloreds um, consider themselves a group. They speak Afrikaans, which is was the press, you know, the, the oppressor's language. They speak Afrikaans, but they've changed it with all different kind of dialects. In which is, it's an ama- it's amazing for me to you because of my, you know, I'm from South Africa when I hear them speak Afrikaans. It's it's really funny to listen to. And um, that so that that was the one, the next class up, I should say. And then then you had the then you had the Indians. They came from India. They brought them there to work on the sugar cans, and they told them after ten years, "You're going back." And they said, "No, we're not." So they stayed there, hmm. and they still. What's really interesting is they still have like a bit of an Indian accent, which is because they stayed in their groups. Right. So then you have the Malaysians also, um, which were Muslim influence. They came in, and then the whites and like Indians, they could own stores and live in you know above the store in white areas. So. You know, they had the, the their morality act. The white, blacks couldn't go into white areas; they needed a pass. And if they were in that court in those areas, you know, the, the consequences all different kinds of depends on the police officers. And I imagine that everyone in the government was white, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. There, there was no representation of other minorities. No, they claimed that the, that the blacks liked the separation. They, you know, they said, well, of course, they don't want to, <laughs> of course, they said, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of corruption in the white government too, but. Like there was no no gambling on Sundays except horse racing because they all owned horses, so mm. that was okay, you know. And um, 
there was a lot of corruption, but the the infrastructure of the country was tremendous because they really kept the country going beautifully. But once the white government fell, the infrastructure just stopped because the the people. Well, that's the the trade off, like with any sort of. They just took all the money and just like hunker down with the cash and live these amazing lives. And you could say the same with like the the Nazis, right? Like Uh, they. I would say more. It's kind of similar in the sense of killing it. I mean, no, no, no no pun intended. But in terms of like the organization and the structure and everyone's falling in line. You mean talk about the white government of South Africa? Yeah, just in terms of like how structured it was and how there wasn't a lot of. I wouldn't um, say it's that extreme, but there was stuff. Not as extreme as that, but still, it was everyone kind of falling in line and it was very organized and like i don't want to say like little amounts of crime but everyone was so you know fearful of the government that they didn't make moves against the police the the police police. you didn't ever mess with the police yeah i mean the police could kill you pretty much and get away with it yeah if you well i'm gonna let the next caller be able to jump in thank you for your your input (laughs) Um, hey i look forward to seeing your hand on off to chris at the altar soon i'll talk to you guys soon (laughs) thank you all right so much um, no, if, if anybody, and I'm not even talking about just blitz, but anybody, if anybody came to you, dad, and asked for my hand in marriage and I found out about it, I'd be royally fucking pissed. That'd be stupid. Dude. Thank <laughs> you. See, he gets it. You're not, it's well, they weird. Should, they should know you enough to know that you'd hate that anyway. Yeah, I, I would, I would hate that as, as well because it's, you know, I'm not property so you can my pro- no i'm just joking no but, no, but it's know. weird like no, you're no, it's stupid I, I just find it very old-fashioned it, it, is, it is funny because like it, was that jews don't do that or do they is that, that a thing i think it's just everything my da- i mean my dad's super secular now he's an atheist mm-hmm. uh because of me but that's fine um that i will take credit for it all of it but you know he's kind of rejected hey, a lot of traditional about things somebody wants to talk about that well you all and you, anna was kind of surprised when i told her like that's the common thing to do like still even what's that to ask the father for the daughter, basically. It depends on the depends. Well, it depends on the family. Well, it depends where you grow up. But, but especially in the states, though, it's like really? still fairly common. Yes, yeah, because it is. I, I mean, it is. the states is a pretty religious country. I would say yeah. compared to like Europe and stuff. Right. And definitely, a lot of people hold true and strong their puritanical values, conservative values. Um, I, I obviously don't. But and and I understand that it's not meant to be insulting if you asked right. for a, a woman's father for her hand in marriage. But I would be extremely insulted because eh, it, it goes back to the days where you know women were property. It's just like no, you asked me. I'm the one getting fucking married. Why would you ask my dad? Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's just different. It's, I don't it know. Doesn't, it's well, not meant to be like it. But it, I you, know. But it, uh, that would piss well, me off. You, so what it is is you ask the father for permission to ask the daughter to marry you. Yeah, well, why don't you ask the mom? Why are you going to ask her dad? Well, you, you don't ask, you ask the mom. You ask someone that matters. She doesn't count. Though. Yeah, you ask someone that matters, <laughs> which is a male, which is it, her dad. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. No, it's fine. Everything's good. <clears throat> yeah. No, I I wouldn't like I'm that fine. at all. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, if you're just respectful, even to parents, and you don't do that, you'll get away with it. Just the main thing is just you, people want respect. Of course, so one way or the other. That's all it is. And so, would you would you do that, or would you kind of me? No, Blitz. Would Blitz do that? Would you do that? I mean, I guess you would have to know the person and their family. Yeah, it and... depends on, like, if the family, like, was, like, adamant about requiring it, yes, but generally probably not. Okay. But, like, if I knew, like, if I was dating a girl and I got to the point where I was going to ask her to marry her, like, I would already know her family, sure. like, and the dad would kind of already know. Right. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for permission, but I'd, like, kind of talk to him about it. Give him a heads up. Yeah. 
giving a heads up is different than asking for permission. And, and that's what I would like. Yeah. We would like we would talk about it and be like, hey, here's kind of the deal. <clears throat> I'm thinking about this and just so you know. And yeah. if you tell both parents and that's fine. You're you're not yes. really asking for permission. You're just kind of that's what it would be. Saying what's up. And yeah. I, you know, I don't think I'd have a problem with that, I yeah. suppose. But if it was for permission or your blessing, I'd just be like Fuck you. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Eight one three ninety Bubba. But I was raised in a very I mean, even though I was raised Jewish, I wasn't it was very diet Jewish. Like very low key, you know. Okay. Thank God. Because I had no patience for it. You didn't have patience <laughs> for it. I feel like when we moved to the States, the Jewish community anywhere in the world, if you move somewhere new, I was even what we drove by the JCC yesterday and I almost said, like, man, I wish I I would have like this whole family and support system right. if I cared to join something like that. But with Jews, and I'm sure with like Every any religion. other, yeah, Every, any uh, yeah. group or cultural yeah. uh, minority, if you move to a different place and you find that community, like they immediately accept you as their own, right? Which is great. And I mean, I think it's kind of like, you know, I think it's kind of dumb, but it is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you move somewhere new and you don't know anybody, and then you go to synagogue, and then you got sixty friends, right? Sixty-two, and, yeah, <laughs> and families that can take you in or help you out or sure. whatever. The, just knowing that you have a support system is is gives you a lot of peace of mind for sure. I mean, if you came here. And you wanted to get in like some kind of work business or something. Oh be, yeah, it's a great networking, one. especially it's like networking. When you just jump out when you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Definitely with the way to go. And when I was moved to Australia, <clears throat> my dad connected me with one of his friend's sons who was about my age, mm-hmm. and I met him. And then I met like sixty people, all in the you Jewish community. With my cousin though. Yeah, yeah, right, who was also Jewish, but I'm saying it was really nice to have immediately, like, all of these friends. Yeah. I was getting invited for Shabbat dinners, and I mean, at that time, I was still an atheist, but I was like, whatever, I got friends, this is awesome. Yeah. It wasn't like I was, I, I didn't go to synagogue once, but, you know, I, mm. I got invited to people's houses and their homes, and uh, some of them knew my dad from grade school, so that was mm-hmm. kind of cool, and hanging with them and stuff so it is it's very useful there's utility for it but again i feel the premise is just now, growing up how often did you go to synagogue once a week and then when i oh, had okay, that often. bat mitzvah yeah i went to sunday school Hold on, oh, your, yeah. da- your dad says something different what is Paul yeah. Hummel, what do you say about what how often she went uh, well she's right actually she i just kind of got confused the states in okay. South Africa. but <clears throat> yeah well she i i started working there because i was I spoke Hebrew and I taught them prayers and okay. Like, you no, know. you did Israeli history and 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 prayers. I could read that Hebrew is pretty easy. I mean, listen, my Hebrew is not like I didn't grow up in the country, so I, I speak it fluently. But you know, if I if I practice more, I'd get better. But I can speak it fluently. But the thing is, I just went there and I just come from the and so I had to teach history. It was my way of getting into the states, making like three thousand dollars a year. Okay, when I started. <laughs> Yeah, so, you were, so you were rich. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were just getting nothing. But then, um, yeah, then got him back in. When did you learn Hebrew? When I went there. We went to Israel. Oh, okay. He didn't know I, I, Actually, when I went to Israel, I had a cousin, and he, he was telling me, like, you know, when you go there, um, you got to do this and that and this. And then I, then I found out that he had never been there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so nice. What an idiot. And how, and how old were you again when you moved to Israel? I was 20. 20, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I just come out of... Um, I, 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 had, I had some... I'd say um, post-traumatic stress syndrome from South Africa, from Angola. Right, right. That was pretty heavy stuff. And then... Um, what did you actually do? I mean, not, not... I was an infantry soldier. Okay. So... Is that it, bottom level? No, it's just the infantry soldier. It's just tougher, you know. It's physically, we, yeah. I, I never washed for three months in Angola. And oh, Christ. I, I saw some... 
You know, some bad stuff, and that was like yeah. a that was like a communist proxy war because you know we hear about Korea, you hear about Vietnam, right. but there were lots of proxy wars going on, and that was to prevent communism from spreading, right? Right. Well, South Africa was very anytime, like even when when blacks wanted power in South Africa, they said, "Oh, they communists," because that was the way of okay. So then, what was the, the reason for the war in Angola? Well, they didn't want the Russians to come in. The Russians were okay, coming so in, and so we right. had these. We had these groups, like we had, um, if I remember the name, F- FNLA, they were called, they were, they were with South Africa, with, uh, you know, the West. Yeah. There was the MPLA was against, and like you didn't know who was who, and um, we, we, had a, we had a captain, he was like so savvy, so every time we saw that we'd go to, like, do these um, reconnaissance on top of hills, and you see these, like, these thousands of <laughs> soldiers moving towards, you see, towards us, you just take off and move somewhere else, and mm. we used mortars and stuff, Um Sometimes to shoot at the enemy. Let me ask you this: kind of keep yeah. them back. If were there? Were there? Did you fight alongside like black South Africans or no? Because no, I'm kind no, of surprised no. No that they didn't send the them. There were no. There were no black. Soldiers. That's odd. Well, they didn't want to because if they got weapons, they could. Uh, turn on. Okay, the army, no, you know? you're right. I didn't no way. What you What you carry for a rifle? Uh, FN. Oh, nice. That was a very powerful rifle. Yeah, Belgian. Mm-hmm. Belgian. Yes, Belgian. Very powerful, and mine was amazing. I, I mean, I'd sleep with the thing between my legs, oil ready to go because it's so scary. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just tell you, I, I wrote a book. You know, I don't want to plug the book, but I will. no, please do. That's why. So, you're so I, I remember what was really crazy. I was in Angola, and there was this guy. He took a liking to me and the medic. I was friendly with this guy as a medic, and he invited us into his house. And it was so weird. We were in his in the middle of his house. The whole town was deserted because they, you know, were they would have been killed if they were there. Oh. So they took they, they took off and we told him you, you got to leave you know you can't stay and he, he didn't want to leave but he did and we were just sitting having dinner at his house in this beautiful house I remember he had this this shotgun with it was beautiful carvings he wanted wanted one of our rifles to protect himself and he said he would give us the shotgun I said I can't you know like uh, I can't give him my rifle right. but there was weapons lying all over the place there were grenades and guns they just left all kinds of stuff all over the you could just walk and see like thousands of of rounds of ammunition that would hmm. just throw it off trucks. But the, what the worst thing that I didn't that I didn't like, we, I'd see kids like nine years old with these with the weapons and they had no clue how to use them, and oh. we would clean their guns for them. We'd take we take bullets and, and take out you know the, so the that bullets they could and then just themselves? Shoot, shoot the shell. What's that? So that they could protect themselves. Well, they were soldiers. They were like they oh, killed their parents. No, they killed their parents and they they. They'd brainwash them to fight for them. It was horrible. And those guys were the scariest. Was that in Angola? Or hmm? Was that in Angola? That was in Angola. It happens all over in Africa. But yeah. Th- mm-hmm. This was in Angola. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, you just, like, you, you can't trust, you couldn't trust anybody that wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't a South African soldier at the time because I, you don't know who they were. Was it was you. it a different experience being in the Israeli army versus the South African army? Did you feel like you the Israeli army? Because I feel like South African, I didn't really want to be there. They draft me, and then right. Whereas with Israel, you have that Jewish connection, and you feel yeah. like you're protecting your space yeah. instead of like um, trying to instead of being like a proxy well, war. I, right? I was actually I was a I was a I studied to be a PE teacher, so that I became a physical education instructor in the army. But you did go to Lebanon, didn't you? Yes, I did. What happens is I was supposed to, um, I was, those days there were no phones, so I went to bed. It was a, you know, in Israel on Sundays, they, they, they start work. So I went back, I think, I don't remember clearly, but I was sleeping and I, I, I'm a, I go back to my base like nobody's there. I go, what the heck's going on? There are no soldiers around. I said, your base is in Lebanon. So I hitched like from Israel to Lebanon. <laughs> just left you. It's crazy. 
What ha- what would happen if you just stayed behind? Well, let me just tell you what happened. Oh, if, I, if I was at the base, I was supposed to be, I would have carried the radio for an officer. And they have these anti, you know, these troop carriers that, I forgot what they're called, but they, you go inside of them and they got no weapons, but they, they protect the troops. And yeah. the guy that took my place, they, they shot an RPG and it hit the, the weapon oh. and the radio came off and hit him in the mouth. He lost an eye and his t- and, and his part of his tongue. Wow. So, so that would have been, been I could have been there. I don't know if I was, would have been sitting there exactly, sure, but it would have sure. been. It could have been. Then we went into. I went in Beirut, and um, basically we just got in there by the by the harbor, and the the the, Palesti- the Palestinians had left on a boat. They just left. They, the 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 Israelis said they could leave, and they went to Cyprus. There's an island in the Mediterranean, and. And the weapons, all of the Palestinians are the ones that no, were no the fighters. They, oh, they, okay. That was the escape. Israel get, let them go. And what happened was um, the weapons that we found in the apartment buildings was unbelievable. The whole, that stocked all the all the apartment buildings with weapons. And what they would do is they would shoot at Isra- Israeli troops, and so they pick up where the weapons where the shooting came from, and they mm. shoot back. And sometimes they destroy buildings, and they say, "Look, yeah, see, Israelis are shooting at civilians," and that happens all the time mm-hmm. in the Middle East. That's what it is. So do you do you want to you want to break down the Middle East conflict? Do you think that there is a solution, or you just don't think it's it's possible? The, the religious things dividing it, but um, what kind of? I mean, is there Pal- a solution? I I, I don't. Th- well, at this point, no, because the Palestinians and the radical Palestinians want the whole of Israel, mm-hmm. and Israel doesn't want to give it, and will never give it to them. They will never give it to them. I just want you know nothing against Palestinians. I thought they were wonderful people, but um, but you're that, not talking about the Palestinian people. You're talking about like Hamas and well, the people in charge. They, they support the not support, all of them. Well, you know? they support that of the Palestinian state, and I, I understand. You know, they're Palestinian. Everybody's on their side of the. But the thing is, Israel. I think the I think the Palestinians more than anything like the Palestinian people. Uh, they I mean they would just want peace and like a happy life. Yes, you know I don't they, think that. But they, if you they ask don't them want individually, their kids to die. if you ask them individually, they still support. They want their own state. Problem is the country's too small. The Jews are persecuted because of the Nazi thing and what's happened around the world. They will never. Israel will destroy every Arab country before they give up themselves. They will never. I can tell you now. They'll never give up Israel. There's just no way. Right. Because it's 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 death. It's like you're going to be killed. Mm. Uh, if the um, if the if the Palestinians ruled Israel, the Jews would be dead. Most mm-hmm. of them would be. I'm not saying all of them, because I do know a guy that was um, captured in Lebanon, and, and a Palestinian guy protected him from getting killed. Yeah. So you know, there's situations, and there's like a lot that. of Palestinians and Arabs that actually live in Israel as yes. citizens. There's this, I think. Tw- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember hearing that like 20 percent of the Knesset, which is like the parliament I there, is made up of Arabs. So, like, they, they even they have are, representation. Yes, rep- but the problem is, what happens when the Arab numbers become greater than Israeli numbers? Is it going to, is it going to be democratic then? Because if what they, let's say there's more Arabs in Israel, per se, I mean, like if they're Israeli Israelis, citizens, why would it matter? Excuse me? I mean, if they're Israelis, why would it matter? It does matter, because they, they're not, if, let's say they voted to have a Palestinian state, and mm. they were, say, they're, they're Arabs living in Israel, and they're Israeli citizens, I see they have the majority. So that would be that it's a problem, you know, the th- uh, in that situation. But um, a, an Israeli Arab, Muslim Arab, is freer in Israel than in any other Arab country in the Middle 100%. East. Hundred percent. I see it. I mean, people say ah, I saw it. I've seen it. I lived there. 
I, I, it's and, true. And people also don't talk about this because we just kind of focus on the, the Jewish-Muslim conflict, but there there's a massive exodus of Christians out of the Middle East that are leaving completely and going to Israel or going elsewhere because Christians are also heavily persecuted in, in much of the Middle East. That's like Syrian so, Christians, Lebanese Christians, again, Palestinian Israel, Christians. Some of them are. There's Most a lot of, of Africans that have moved into Israel. and There's a big problem there. African people that are on... That are moved Ju- into Israel, like Ethiopian Jews or Ethiopian, Sudanese, um, all, all you know, everywhere. Um, they've moved to Israel because they, you know, escaping. Well, their countries are their countries are, Exactly, you can say that. That's and, okay. And so basically, they go there and they live there, and then what happens is now the kids are speaking Hebrew, and the kids are in school, and they feel Israeli, and the Israelis are going like, "You can't live here," and now it's become like a racial thing. It's why are they saying they can't live there? Just because they think that they'll implement well, they don't want more and more people. Can't, See Israel, like, like people say, it's, it's like uh, it's it's biased because it's for Jews, but it's true, it is. Yeah, but uh, for well, that's why they made the country. And then when other people come and say, "Hey, we're not Jewish," you go, "Well, you're being you're being racist," you know. Yeah, but so, they are black black Israel. There's 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 um, Falasha, you know. The, those are the Ethiopian Jews. Mm. Well, they're not called Falasha; they're called Beta Israel because Falasha is actually scorned one. It means scorned one. Beta Israel means the house of Israel. So they came there, and when we actually left in '88, they started coming, mm. and it was it was difficult. You know, it's, they were first had a hard time. They, they still do because you know the way the sure. world is. Black people always have a hard time wherever they go. If there's white people around, even you know lighter skin, even in Africa, do better than dark skin. It's terrible, but mm-hmm. it's, that's the way it is. And so now, but now they've integrated into the country, and um, I think they're doing pretty well. Okay. Eight one three ninety Bubba. No, you started, hold on, you started plugging your book a minute ago, but you never got to actually saying what it is. Okay, the book's about apartheid. Just my life growing up in apartheid. It's it's not a really well written book. It was written more for. Well, you blame the writer. <laughs> I know somebody somebody said some nasty things about me, but I got some really good things. I got a a lady who was doing a thesis, a doctoral thesis, and she asked me some questions about it. She asked me some weird questions, which I don't want to get into now, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I put, was, she I put one of, my, was she one of the million? Excuse me. <laughs> was no. she one of the you said million? You, you had sex with millions of women, so the, he, well, he said he did. With no, I, let me made that up. No, you you actually said it. Yeah, he just changed the the the, the editing. The, the editing. Mm. No offense to Lummi, but I don't think he's. I don't think he could do that. <laughs> yeah, Lummi's not smart enough to. It's actually. <laughs> no, your I fault just that. exaggerated. Oh, it was a lot, but um, okay, of course. Gross. Yeah, okay, but, let's I move mean, on. You know, What's the name of the book? Uh, it's about. It's called My Life Growing Up White. Doing apartheid in South Africa, and the reason it's so long is because there were books written by my life growing up during apartheid, and what. So I had to make it, you know, specific to that. If you just look up my name, Philip Hamlin, and the word apartheid, you'll see me okay. as a baby being held by my my black nanny. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's the book, and it's a lot of people found it interesting. And is it on like Amazon? Yes, it is. Okay, it's every, you know getting anywhere online. And you didn't go back to South Africa for forty years until I went there. After you went there. No, I, I know. I was going to go. My dad was trying to convince me not to go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Mm. I go. Mm-hmm. And then three months later, my dad went. After, And it was literally exactly 40 years because it was, yeah. you left in 77 and then you went back 2017. Wow. So he hadn't been back in 40 years. And I'm so glad that I went because that was the catalyst for mm-hmm. him going. And he had a great time. He went back to his old high school and... Yeah, I saw pictures of myself in the in the school. But the thing is, it's uh, it's, it's a different world. I, I would never go back. I'm done. Well, to live, yeah. But no, I wouldn't go back to visit. Yeah, not now. But I have friends. That honestly, I stayed with a friend it, of mine. it is. So you went there one time, stunning. and that was it. Uh, excuse me. You went back there one time one in 2017. Time. One time. Okay. 
it really is a stunning like backdrop of you know a place to grow up to live and I, if it was peaceful i mean holy shit that's an beautiful most beautiful it, country in the world. Uh, and it was funny because like i would hear lots of tales and you know my grandmother would tell me stories my dad would and so it was so cool to go there and have like an actual backdrop for all the stories i had heard growing up right and it really was just as spectacular because you know how everyone's like oh great like my my roommate's from cleveland she's like cleveland's amazing you're like shut up but like my mm-hmm. dad would say that about Cape Town, mm-hmm. but it really is that amazing, if not more. Right. If you were with me, it would have been even different. It would have been better, but because um, I could have showed you stuff that. Oh yeah, yeah. It would have been great. <laughs> I, you know, I, went, I used to climb down the seawall there. I could oh climb. yeah, you guys could have went for a long walk <laughs> in the sun. What's that? <laughs> yeah. um, What's that? I said you guys could have went for a long walk. Yeah, it would have been the bathroom would have only been five minutes away, and I'm just kidding. I I said it was five minutes away. It's probably about a 15 minute walk. But, oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, you gotta eat. <laughs> we'll just walk there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my mistake. Yeah. But, what I did right with my dad was intentional because I knew that if I said it was 15 minutes, there's no way he would have been cool with walking. So you you gotta lie and no, say we're almost good. there. I got a good, really good exercise. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly, honest to God, I tried to take a shortcut, but it ended up being longer. Okay. Like I, I'm following a. Why well, does that not surprise me whatsoever? Well, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I think this would be a shortcut because I'm doing like the map of the area in my head, okay. and I see like a a sidewalk alongside now, where, where an overpass. Where was this at? It was right where like Bayshore meets Platt. Platt Street. Oh, okay. So it was ta- you're in Tampa. Tampa, okay. right? Right before the bridge to cross over to the convention center. Okay. And we were trying to go to the public. Oh, why are you talking about you? You're supposed to be talking about me. Let's go. You're involved in the story. We're talking <laughs> about you. Yeah. So I'm doing the map in my head. We're walking along Bayshore, and I'm like, I think if we do this cross street, okay. we can, you know, hit it faster. I was wrong. It was probably about the same distance, but my dad was like, where the fuck is Publix? Yeah. And then we went to Publix, and then my dad was like, can we just like hang out here? Because <laughs> it was so nice <laughs> Well, you said this morning you were, that he was mad that Publix didn't open early enough for him. Well, because he dropped me off at like 5.30 in the morning. Or right before the show. And then he wanted to go to Publix does, right does after. Does California not have grocery stores? Like, are you that enamored with Publix? No, he just wanted, because he's up. So he was like, I want to no, go do course. shit, you know? Yeah, I got some stuff. Yes, yeah. Thank you for putting gas in my car. That was very nice. Yeah, and he washed it. And I washed it. But it rains here, though. I looked for a car wash, but I couldn't find one. So You hand-washed it? I hand-washed it. Did you not hear him tell you that earlier when he said he hand-washed it? I, I thought he just said he washed it. Yeah, by hand, and because he couldn't inside. find a car wash. Oh, my God, Dad. Why didn't you just go on Google? Papa Man, Hummel, I've been God. telling her now for like a year, please get the car washed. I even offered to buy it for crying. her. I was crying. I saw tears coming. I, I know. I've been telling her that. <laughs> It rains though. I just don't oh, understand. Let me tell thing. You said I open up your hood too, so I see the batteries like a big clamp of green batteries. I told acid. I told her that I as well. I just put water on it because water neutralizes it. I'm gonna yeah. I got it's s- all clean now. All right. Oh, I got some. Did you, I got was, some spray for what it. What is too. that green stuff? You just like water. It's battery. Water, it's battery ba- acid. Battery. Did you, you didn't burn yourself? Well, you can use you can use water and also uh, baking soda. Yeah, baking. Oh, soda. so like yeah. the same way you make water. I just clean. I just cleaned it off and I scrubbed it a bit. I checked your oil. Your oil's good. Thank you. Yeah. Brake fluids. I'm good, good about getting my oil ch- oil changed in, on time. Yeah, every twelve every twelve thousand miles, whether you need it or not, right? Yeah, exactly. Every, every year, five, once a year, on my birthday. <laughs> you do it yourself. I do my oil myself. I do my transmission. I do the coolant. How about how about transmission filter? No, no, I'll tell you about that. Um, <laughs> no, th- that you only do, you do every like 150. So. Right, right. So I, on the Honda, you can, I have a Civic. So okay. what I do is you, you can just take out a third of it. Yep. I asked the guy at, at Honda and he said, you don't have to do it. 
because the, if you, if you change it yourself and you don't do it correctly, you, get, you can damage the car. Cor- correct. Uh, so, above so, Army Ground, 114 bits. I haven't read any bits, by the way. I know. And then I do. I I bled the brakes myself. You can bleed the brakes yourself. The little bottle. It's really easy. Yeah, a little suction bottle. Yeah, and so it came out nice and it's all everything. And now the car just goes. Oh, awesome. thank you. I appreciate he wasn't saying your car. car. He didn't say oh. your car. He said his car at <laughs> no, home. No, her car goes beautifully too. Yeah, yeah. This morning he would have had blood your brakes, change your transmission <laughs> fluid, everything. I would have. I appreciate it. Thank but you so much. But it's uh, it seems it seems goes. Listen, sweet. if there's a problem with the car, you just turn up the radio, and then you can't hear anything anymore, and the problem oh, yeah. goes Papa, away. Papa Humba, did you hear the bad uh, like uh, front hub she has in her car? No. No. Oh, she's got a she's got a front hub going bad, like a wheel bearing going bad. Is that and I asked affect her, my I, safety? I asked her about it, and she no, said, "I just." Good. She said, "I start hearing it, and I just turn the radio." What up. happens? It goes. Yeah, yeah, you should have that changed immediately. Yeah, that's what I told her. Mm. It'll just damage everything else because if oh. it does that, a whack, and then the car yeah. is not good. Wheel okay. falls off as you're driving it. That's good. Okay. okay. Well, uh, I'll look into it. Eight one three ninety Bubba. Um, anything else, Dad? That you kind of want to cover? The Israeli army? Did you? See yeah, we 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 we, t- we talked about that. Well, what else do you want to talk? Well, um, <laughs> I'm leaving it up to you. Kind of open floor. We've done almost an hour, so how long are we going to still work? I, I was idea. thinking probably going to wrap it up. Another hour? No, no, no. no. We're going to wrap it up no, soon. No, no, no. No, you want to keep going? Absolutely. All right, go ahead. He said he wants to be here all week. All week. Oh, Christ Almighty! He flew it all the way from California, <laughs> and the only thing you've made him do is eat Publix and walk. I'll be Detroit tomorrow. Oh, gross. He has to be, he has a seven hour layover. Oh, in Detroit? Yeah. That's longer oh. than the That's fucking okay, flight. I've got to work out. Take breakfast to the airport. I have breakfast at the airport because I don't take me early. And then on the flight for two and a half hours. And then I'm there for seven hours. I'll have lunch at the airport, hang around, you know? <laughs> right. Hang and out, then, go, to, go down to eight mile. And then about a four and three quarter hour flight to California. Hmm. That's I, okay. It's yeah, time. it's all, it's all focused around food. But I, on, and, and my dad can attest to this. Hmm. I've been, I did really well this weekend with intermittent fasting. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's like my new thing. Too. No, you're not. Yes, I. Well, not with you. I'm not. But at home, I'm doing it <laughs> at fun. home. But he's like on, in vacation mode, so he's just like, oh yeah, you got to eat on vacation. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've, I've been pretty good. But I'm feeling really good. Feeling really good. It's been almost a month now that I've been doing it. I'm like kind of obsessed with it. It's my new thing. What's oh, you definitely are obsessed with it. <laughs> what are you really talking am. about? Obsessed with everything. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, I yes, latch yes. on to something, and then I, I'm just, I go all in for like a couple months, and yeah, then I'll, everybody and then I'll, does. You'll get out of it also. Yeah. She yeah, already maybe. has. What was it like? Was it Friday morning or something? You're like, I'm, I'm gonna eat. I don't care. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. It's called the practice. You know what I mean? Of it's, it's something that you try to do, and you're not gonna hit the nail on the head every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about overall progress. Okay. You you know, it's about it's about adjusting your hunger cues so you don't get hangry. Uh-huh. You know that sort of thing, or as as Dave Asprey says, hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm trying That's to adjust your new that. Term for sure, it is because it really it really fucking defines. I mean, I get you know bitchy anyway sometimes, yeah. but really much so when I'm when I'm hungry or I, my blood You're sugar very is low. Food aggressive. I get I'm very food aggressive. I'm very food focused. Very and aggressive. I'm, tr- too. I'm trying to I'm oh, trying to sure. change that. I'm doing my best and I'm trying to change that. What, your aggressiveness? Of, well, mostly around food, but uh, you know, around a few other things. Got a short fuse sometimes. Well, you sometimes think? around certain people. It's shorter than others, you know. Yeah, because you're scared of the others. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. A one three ninety Bubba, but um, I I'm glad that you came to visit me, Dad. I really enjoyed oh, yeah. our, our time together. Fantastic. It was fun. I, I have a question. I, how how long have you been a vegan? Four years. I was a vegetarian when I was eleven. Okay. Why? Yeah. Why? Because when I was a kid in South Africa, I thought it would be educational for for kindergartners to see chickens getting slaughtered. 
So oh, they took us okay. to see chicken. I was like, I still remember that. And um, it was just part of the thing there. And uh, it just turned me off. And then now I'm, I'm a vegan. I'd say I just don't like eating animals and, uh, and just the cruelty that goes along with it. Okay. And I also health-wise. And I know everybody I say to, I say, hey, why don't you become a vegan? They first laugh at me and stuff. And then I start talking about it and... They go never, never. You crazy? That's never. Now, but, are you are you a real strict vegan? Like you won't eat any an, animal products at all? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. And well, my cholesterol some, just like dropped like like crazy. Well, because some people are like, you know, I'm a vegan, but like, oh, I'll have some eggs every now and no, then. No, no, yeah. no. Okay, no, not me. Okay. Yeah, you I, get delicious eggs now that you can get at uh, I think at Trader Joe's. Yeah, but it's, in California, I got it, it was amazing, and I put it with the vegan cheese. I know it sounds funny, but it was your brain kind of adapts to the food and it tastes like the regular stuff. Right. Well, with veganism, it's not like something like Atkins or keto because there's a, a, a moral component to sure. it. Sure. At least with most people. Um, so it's not like you can, you can, you have bacon on, you know, every once in a while. It's like you right. fucking don't of course. eat it. Well, now, is there, is, there, is there anything that you miss eating? No. Okay. No. I, I, I was just, I think I'm kind of a natural vegetarian. Or vegan. The thing is, I should have done it 20 years ago. And another thing, you know, just talking about if I'm going to bring it up, all those vegans listening there and people that are against <laughs> it, you know, you'll get people go to rallies and, and fight for human rights. And like they so like they so um, caring and worrying about other people are bad. They treat each other mm-hmm. and the racial thing and the religious thing. They come home and they come and they eat a delicious piece of bacon and the animal has had a terrible life and suffered and nobody cares. And you go like, oh, what do I care about an animal? But, you know, are we are we more important than the animals? You know, you ask the question and people make, think it's a joke, but are we more important than, than an animal? Are you more important than a buffalo? Ask a buffalo and see what he says. <laughs> He'll say, we're more important. So everybody just it, thinks it, they've... Of course. And the thing, the cruelty that goes with it, people just don't care about it. And uh, I, I do, you know. It's like, yeah, and like you said, Anna said something interesting about like if you're going to eat avocados, they kill gophers uh, by growing the avocados. I understand. You have to clear the land, you know. It's true, and it's uh, so it's like you know you're you're never going to get out completely clean. No, you're not. You you're know, not. so mm-hmm. it's just you kind of just choose the best path for you, and you know the the most noble path for you, I suppose. It's yeah, funny I suppose. you said that though, because I was listening to this woman who escaped from North Korea. Her name is Yanomi Park. I to it too. Yeah, and she was actually saying the opposite of you, Dad. She said that when she finally she escaped to China. And then I guess she was living in South Korea for some time and she was watching television and she said that she sees this like K-pop star crying on the TV and she's thinking, oh, my God, you know what happened? There must be like some horrible atrocity. And she said that it was for like it was like a charity or fundraiser for animals, you know, to save puppies and kitties and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she was extremely disheartened because no one's even fighting for like the North Koreans like that. Or for, you know, you look at people who live in Yemen or people who have these like horrible lives that they can't get out of. Like who's champion, champion, championing, champ, can I say it? Championing Champion. those people. <laughs> it should me. be both, Chessies. you know, it should be both. <laughs> yeah. Of course I understand that, you know, I, of course, if you ask me that question, I say they should be doing both. Right. And, and I'm just going to make a prediction because you in another 500 years, just mark my words, you'll see. Everybody will be going. <laughs> we'll be alive. Love, We'll be alive. I'll take um, that. I'll take that back. Well, they'll say this: that people will say, "What people believe in religion? That's crazy!" And they, they were eating meat. That's insane. Well, I think the technology. That's I mean, they're working happen. on technology now where people can eat meat without killing animals. You know, they're yeah, growing, they're growing meat it. in a lab. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Would you do that? No. Why? I, I just 
just, it just, it just fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird to me. But All the right. thing is, I mean, then, I'd probably eat it. Um, ah, maybe not. Health wise, I, I, I don't know if I've noticed the difference, but I feel amazing. What do you mean you've noticed? You, you, you said, just said you feel. I amazing. don't know. I don't know if I've noticed the difference, but I feel amazing. No, I feel. <laughs> I don't. I, like what I'm trying to. I, what I mean by that is like for going from vegetarian to to vegan, I have I noticed the difference? No, but I feel really good. Yeah, I do. I don't have any. I just feel good. Well, and I don't been, have any pain, and I'm I'm I can, I'm in pretty good shape. You've been a vegetarian for so long too yeah. that you you're know. like almost the thing there. Is, though, yeah. If you watch the show, and I didn't want to watch the game changes. Being a vegetarian and eating, I ate a ton of dairy, like yogurt and eggs. I love the stuff, mm-hmm. and my cholesterol was so high. And then when I switched to vegan, I went to the doctor about a, I think it was about three weeks later. It had dropped like significant. Isn't that crazy how fast it can do that? Too amazing. And I want to say nothing. There's a guy. His name is Doctor Gregor. He's a vegan doctor, and he's and he's not just saying ah, oh, vegans bad. Like all the stuff, it's good, it's bad, it's good. This guy did research on people for thirty years, and they had heart problems and block vessels. Mm-hmm. He put them on a vegan diet, and after two weeks, he said he noticed the difference. Wow. But you also have to understand, no. this this is what my dad fails to point out, is okay. like you're taking people that have horrendous diets. If you would just put yeah. them on stuff that was like, even if you I didn't put them on that. vegan, but you put them on like a whole foods diet, right. or you had them eating just like well, chicken breast instead of like bacon and like chicken I, nuggets. Like I did. Right. I totally cut out all fast foods and all junk foods, basically. Right. So if you take any of those people and you just adjust their diet, not even to being vegan, but yeah. just being healthier, you're going to you see improvements. Weight, um, you're, 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 you know, you know, cholesterol basically is, is oil. It's not fat. It's from right. the oil. The food sticks to the oil. Right. So you got to cut out the oil. But uh, listen to Dr. Greg if you have a chance. He, he's amazing. I mean, the guy's... And if you watch... Uh, I'm going to plug it now. So um, the, the game changes. Fantastic. And not, and forks over knives really pushed me into veganism because I. Saw and what, and what, what, what where can people watch that? Uh, Netflix. Okay. I've seen forks over knives, but I love it. I, I, mean, I went it, vegan I mean, for one whole day. <laughs> yeah, you oh. will. And then I was like, you know it's what? Like the pass in the milk. They go, yeah, you can eat 20 percent of it's okay. Yeah, so. but here's the thing: like, you can be a more self, not self conscious, health conscious, uh, like carnivore, omnivore, or something. You don't have to eat like. My dude, I know you have your own guru, but my guru now is Dave Asprey, and he's like, no one should be eating industrially farmed animals. He's like, of nobody course. wins. He's like, the animals, it's horrible for them. It's horrible for you. It's horrible for the environment. So he's talking about, you know, free range stuff where it's grass fed mm-hmm. beef, things like he needs that. To be put in jail for even saying anything. Okay, let's take a call. <laughs> at, least, at least prison. <laughs> at least. Hello, <laughs> who's this? Welcome to the program. Hey guys, this oh, is Gary. Hi, Gary. Mr. Hummel, it's a yes. pleasure listening to you. Oh, thank you very uh, much. I'm wondering if you know, if you, I find you to be a very interesting man. I wonder if you've noticed anything that I've noticed. I've listened to your daughter <laughs> on the radio since she's come to Florida. Yes. And it seems like she's becoming more of a, what we would call in the United States, a hillbilly. What do you think about that? <laughs> I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with being okay. a hillbilly? <laughs> yeah, Gary, what's That's wrong right. with that? Nothing. I was just wondering if you one in Rome. Well, let me right? just tell you, when when she lived in California, she was like influenced a lot. She was a little more left, left, mm-hmm. left, right. I don't, I don't hear you know. So, um, but I th- always question stuff it to the right. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's I, I definitely question stuff. I wasn't. Listen, I was reading like Michael Savage when I was going to UC Santa Barbara, and it, it got so bad because people were like harassing me for well, reading it that I took the cover off. You know, the paper cover, so it was just a blue book, so I could just read it in peace. 
So mm. I was definitely uh-huh. influenced by because my dad always hung I to the right. Savvy. I love listening to him because he was such an interesting guy. I didn't really agree with everything I know, but he said. I was when I was in college, when I was like was nineteen or twenty, I was reading liberal liberalism as a mental disorder because I was just curious about it. <laughs> right. Cause, not because I believed any of it. I just was curious about what That's this guy funny. was saying because everyone's like, "Don't read that. Don't read that." So naturally, I wanted to read it. Well, well it was a combination of Do- Laura Schlesinger. I found it very interesting, yeah. and uh, at- Doctor Laura. Yeah, Doctor Laura. And you know, she's got, I got all the, She's like all against all the women having, you know, like sex for the marriage, and then there's all these nude pictures of her on the on the internet. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was very attractive. Which yeah, was, yeah. It was like those were like from Thanks, the like, Gary. Those were like from the early eighties. Thanks, Gary. We'll take another hey, call. What's wrong who's with this? being a hillbilly? Yeah, nothing. Who, who's this? Speaking of hillbillies, it's track meat. What up, oh, track yeah. meat? Thanks for calling yeah, in. I know. Everybody hates me because I got dumb comments. I'm sorry. No. I love you guys, though. You guys are my favorite show. I know I'm <laughs> like, I'm a normal person. I know I sound dumb when I call in, but, bro, I got kids, a family. I'm a normal person. But anyways, Mr. Oh, Hall. yeah, you're not dumb because yeah. you got kids. That's how, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm dumb. No, I waited until I was 33 or 32. However old I was, I don't even remember. I smoked too much. <laughs> he smokes too much. Mr. Hummel, yes. question for you, and I want to make a statement about Gary. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know anything except for how to find a glory hole in a truck stop. So <laughs> does, does it make you happy that Anna is more um, cut, like restricted with her sexuality? Oh, God. Because, like, like, you know, girls can be dirty, but she's not. She's a good, clean girl. Does that make you happy as a father? It would make me happy as a father of a daughter. Um, I can honestly say... It's her life, and it's not my business. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I respect that, and that's the best <laughs> yeah. answer. You're a very smart man. I'll let you guys go. Have a good <laughs> day. And Thanks, Track Me. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I think the the Bubba Army through the years of you know most of the women that have either come through here or been featured on the show tend to run a little bit looser. So mm-hmm. when I came on the show and I just wanted to talk about you know I don't you know just to be JFK, a person <laughs> be a person. Um, just what talk about film? <laughs> talk about how 9-11 may have been an inside job you know that was just kind of a, a, a different sort of vibe than they were used to yeah. but and it took a little bit of an adjustment period for can, everybody can I say something yeah oh, sorry interrupt go ahead you. no go about, ahead about the, like the COVID virus uh, people I have friends that are on the total spectrum on both sides like you crazy you gotta have the shot people are going you gotta have the shot otherwise you're gonna get the virus it's gonna be terrible I got people on the other side sending me information saying that if you have the shot, you're going to get, they're putting uh, little things into you and going to be following you around. It's going to change your DNA. And I have the answer. Are you ready? Yes, go ahead. Um, The truth is nobody really knows the truth. Okay, so why are you you peddling? Well, I'm just going to say something. When you start pitching your side, you don't really know. You're not a doctor, really. You know, nobody really knows the truth. So, and pe- you got to go for the best advice that you think is. And people, the thing is, that's also a problem because, like, you still don't know. And you have doctors on both sides of the of the state. One guy, one guy saying it's you take it. The other says the other side says don't. Somebody just sent me something this morning about why you shouldn't, and now it's going to affect your DNA. And I'm going like, you know, this is this is the truth is, and it's the same thing I'd say with religion. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. jump right into it because. The truth is, the real thing you should say, you shouldn't say, I believe in this and that. You should say, I don't know. Okay. That's what it is. Right. That's it. You don't know. You really don't know. But you were trying to, you are not pressuring me, but you were kind of pushing nah, me re- on why I wasn't getting the vaccine. Um, uh, in a way, but I, I, you know, I still would never pressure you. I just say it. No, That's, I know. I took it because like, yeah, You're whatever. working. We're if ribbing. I die, you know what? Who cares? Sorry. <laughs>
He just well, and he's happy she gets a little apartment there. Oh my dad, this, yeah, loves talking about his will and all the inheritance. Oh, I yeah. don't. Yeah, yes, you well, absolutely do. You talk about him all the night. No, I don't. That's Actually, not true. Um, a one three. When nine... am I gonna get that apartment? <laughs> I need that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you just sign it over to me now? Okay. Uh, all right. So so COVID, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. I'm the same way. If you want to get the it, then I don't fucking get it and is. shut up. Sorry. Right. And no one really does. I got fr- I got spoke to God this morning. He's telling me, like, if you don't get it, this I got like I said, how do you know? You know? Yeah. How do you know? So you Where's... just like to play devil's advocate with no, whomever. The truth I like to do I'm, that sometimes. Play- it sounds like it is, but the truth is you, you don't know, you know? I remember you guys talking about what did you take when you came to California? Oh, Hydro Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, and you still got it. So and people go like, um, so you were all so sure you weren't going to get it, and then you got it. So well, I mean, wrong. also none of it. I mean, besides Bubba, but Bubba wasn't taking it as he probably should. But yeah, I mean, Delta. I was. But you were taking it. And you I was got taking it. it. Yeah, but I mean, I could, it could have been a lot worse. You know what I mean? It, it could have been a lot worse. Maybe if you took. The, I'm not saying. I'm saying if you took the shot, maybe you wouldn't have got it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we don't know. Uh, hello, say, who's this? Know. I mean, you almost died the first night. Shut up. <laughs> hello. Hey guys. Hi. Uh, question for Papa Hummel. Sure. Uh, could you explain what the rift is between Anna and her sister and <laughs> why they seem to not get along? Uh, or any insight to that? Uh, absolutely. I know the insight. Yeah. Can I say it? I don't care. Go the, ahead. The sister's like uh, um, always being kind of difficult. Um, difficult. Uh, I, I totally understand, Anna, and I, it's, I don't want to really go into this. Just, it's just you, don't have to, you don't have to answer anything you don't want to answer. Yeah, you don't, you don't, don't have to answer anything. The sister's like a difficult... Um, <laughs> Any other word you well, want to use? Did you think there was ever a time where Anna or her sister were close at all? No. Ever? No. Never? Never. And did I call and that who, as a who's, child? Who's, uh, whose fault was that, uh, do you think? Both of ours. No, it's not his fault. They were just oh, different. Because I was older. Yeah, I'll tell you about a sister too. About me and a sister. Um, she never really saw. She just never. And I kind of would go, "Oh, my dad's amazing. I, I love the stuff. I showed him." My sister goes, "What's the big deal?" Well, about apparently, that? there's again. I'm no doctor or psychologist or whatever. But apparently, there's a thing where oftentimes children will favor one parent over the other. Just natural thing yeah, that most, happens. That's, that's common. Th- no, it's not even that. It's it's more than that. And I okay, just well, think that's my where, mistake was. They should have gone to counseling. And I, First, that was hold on, hold on. Let's start yeah. like from the beginning. So even yeah. as like a, a toddler, like very small, she always favored my mom. And okay. then just that is, that is not true, Anna. That's not true. She, I, okay. I, I never slept for three years because I was with her waking up every and she always wanted to come to well, me as, as a, a baby. small kid. How, and how much older are you than your sister? Four years. Okay. So you were four when you were thinking this. Five, maybe. Um, no. So, so, so you're. I would, yeah, when I your mean, sister was a toddler, you were five. Well, yeah, but I wasn't thinking about a, a child that favors one parent over the other. Yeah, no, but, is, but I'm saying is your view now is flawed because it would, you're you're thinking of your five-year-old image, which probably isn't valid. You remember those times, Anna, when, when we at home, we'd play all those games and put like... Uh, we would take uh, shaving cream and put it in our faces and videotape. It was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, no, I, I get fun times. They, they were fun times, but also like you know, to be fair, mom was kind of doing the business thing, so she's never around. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but the thing is, uh, um, my youngest daughter doesn't speak to me once my wife left. Mm-hmm. Okay, after thirty years, and the thing is, 
that she tells Anna that because I called her fat. But she doesn't remember, like, I did everything for them. Right. I, I did, seriously, I was there. If she asked me, I would never let her down. Um, she, she was difficult. Uh, but I was always there for them. I always, always there for my kids. Sure. And I gave them everything they needed. And I was, a, I think I was a very good dad. You were a very good dad, you know, and sometimes, listen, you're sometimes you're just going to have a, 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 a mm. I don't want to say a bad egg, but, you know, an off colored <laughs> egg, whatever. But here's the thing, though, is like, you know, the, you're not the only pr- person that's had issues with of her. Course, you know, I know, mom I know. is and this is kind of inciting you to I my know. family, but whatever. You know, mom has come to me and said similar things to you just 20 years later. You know, she goes, oh, I guess I swear to God. And I told you this, dad, mm-hmm. mom has come to me and said within the last five years, uh, your dad was kind of right. You know, and sometimes you just have a kid with a that. few sc- screws that are a little bit loose. No big deal. You just got to tighten it up a little bit. Now, now, why were you never close with your sister, Anna? They were oh, just very different. They were well, just because, <laughs> because even recently. sister had no common sense. Even as a child, she would. We, 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 she's a, a very like, low EQ. And, she, and she'd go out, which is she'd touch kids hair. And I say, like Joe Biden. I say to her, don't She's touch like the them. Joe Biden of kids. She started crying. Every when she couldn't get away, she'd start ah, crying. And we gave in to her. my Shut mistake up. was yeah. I grew up in South Africa and, and going to counseling was considered weak. You, sure. you couldn't handle your own thing. Well, you're weak, it, it was you're it was here too until fairly recently. I know. And then so I never Great and distinct, she would huh? talk me out of t- I wanted to send I wanted to I, I thought about it and if it was now, I would have grabbed her by the back of the uh, neck and take took it taken her down sure. to, to the and I, I would have I got a friend actually, he lives in Israel, he's a South African guy, and he said all his kids went to counseling, and he said if hmm. they didn't, they would have been total screw-ups. And they're all doing really well now. Yeah, but... Uh, his daughter's, no, but not so. Just, just, yeah, leave that alone. I know exactly <laughs> what the fuck no, you're going to say, and let's just not say it. No, um, he's, not, he's, no, ha, he's a cool guy. If you don't mind me asking, have you been to counseling? Me? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Oh, uh, he's like... As soon as, as soon as <laughs> it happened to me, man, I went to counseling, Okay. and I was a wreck. I mean, when... when sure. I was an absolute mess, you know, when, when anybody would be Absolutely. After 30 years, I, you know, I, you know, I got complacent in the marriage and mm-hmm. I thought everything was cool. Sure. Cause it was, there was still intimacy right till the last oh, okay. day. Okay. Just relax. Right. You know? right. And, and so, you know, as a guy, you don't know, like you go along and then, and then of suddenly course. my ex was, was communicating with some old boyfriend from the past cause of oh, you know, we know. Facebook. Oh, and, we know that. And so, you know, the way it is, um, that's what happens. And so she, she she was she was planning it. I know now all the stuff, and I know sure. all the signals. And the, my mistake is, I think you, uh, you were you were you were thinking, hey, if there's that big of an issue, she'll come yeah. to you and say, hey, there, here's the issue. Let's fix uh, it. She said, I'm, she'd send me. I'm not happy. I go, okay, right. tomorrow she'll be happy. You know, sure. And so what happens when she left? I was in shock. Mm-hmm. And my mistake, and I'll tell every guy listening to this, never beg a woman to come back. If you wanted to come back, yep. never beg you. Walk away, say, there's the dog, goodbye. And if you yep. don't want to be with me anymore, have a nice life. Correct. That's what you should say. But what I did is I begged it. I didn't know, you know, like I begged them, begged them. Yeah, you learn later, though. Yeah. And I learned. And I, I've been, I went through, I don't know, are you ready? I went through like 12 relationships in about three months. Millions. And I, no, that was before. <laughs> I, was uh, I just i just knew exactly what i you know i had a, I had a, I had a woman that i worked with i'm a teacher and she said hey why don't you go online i go what's that she goes go online and i went online i thought it and i just wrote i just know what to write i wrote the right things okay and you know i told women like i'm you know i gotta be compassionate love animals and i i, I like working out and 
and I got I, I met some beautiful women. Mm -hmm. I really did, and they were great, and they, nothing worked out because I was a mess. And I, you know, you can't you can't have a relationship when you're not ready. And I exactly bring up my ex, and it just wasn't good. And um, there were some women that I <clears throat> I should have stayed with, but I didn't, and messed up. And basically, now, how, how did you how did you learn to to deal with that and get better? Was it through counseling or other? Did you just, look? I'll tell you time. what. It, it's time. Time is the is the key, and my mistake. I went, I went, and I told everybody at my work what was going on. I'm sure people saw me coming and like ran or right, the, right. you know, not this guy game. I said I didn't care, mm -hmm. and basically, it makes you. I'm such a stronger person. I'm much more knowledgeable. How if I had the information I have in my head now that I had say 30 years ago? Oh yeah, it would have been different. And you know, it takes time. Some people don't learn. Some people do. Right. I would say I'm an expert on that now on those things and. Um, there's, there's some guys in my work who are going through the one guy is like this religious guy and he's going through the same thing his wife did she's not happy and she's leaving i was shot he's got six kids Oof. and he's way younger than me and like you know he, he could, i wrote a book also on divorce i wrote i've written three books so mm. that's my second one i wrote one about my dog which is kind of funny oh, but yeah i'm sure i just not sure but anyway so <laughs> the thing is um the, the trick if, if 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 a woman says to you she wants to leave you need to say to you uh, uh, there's the door. Absolutely. And when you want, if when you want to, when if you want to be with me, then we'll talk. But if not, I want to. It doesn't just nice go for women. I think it or, or men. It goes well, for women as well. Well, 80% of divorces are initiated by women. Correct. Really? Yes. 80% walk out. Huh. And and you know, I'm just gonna go back and uh, <clears throat> we had a fantastic. I thought we had a fantastic marriage, but her mom became uh, despondent with a business. You know, business mm -hmm. wasn't great. It was making about six thousand dollars a year. She, we go to the accountant and she start crying. That's twice what you made when you moved here. Excuse me. <laughs> That's twice what you made when you moved here. <laughs> right. And the, I hate it said once she left, man, my finances just went like ping up. Like it oh, got yeah? better and better and better and and like started doing amazing. Because is that because you were focusing on it? No, basically, it wasn't because, funneling business oh, money okay. into a I let her business. control all the assets. Okay. Everything. I didn't. I didn't pay a bill, and then once I got now, I'm. Oh, see, I'm so a master at it now, and okay, I save hundreds of thousands of dollars since she left. Hmm. I'm. I'm not exaggerating. He's no, I'm not. sure. I would have been like a millionaire, and I would have done stuff that I didn't do. But you know, I I was just focused on the family, which is very important to me. Sure. And I let her do a thing because I loved her. And I said, you know, you got to do what you what you love. Yep. And I supported her. I built the floor of the studio, which was about twice the size of this. No, about one and a half. I built yep. the race floor. I'd never done it before. Mm -hmm. And um, Without YouTube. Without YouTube. <laughs> and um, basically, it was a great floor. And, um, man, I was there for she, My mistake for guys, I want to tell you another thing. When a woman says to you, when she comes home, you know, you don't be at home. Be with your friends. Go out with your, right. do what you want. You know, build yourself up. Don't, my life was, and my kid, I don't know, she said, dad's got no friends. I had no friends mm -hmm. because I, I said, I don't need friends. I'm, I'm building my career and, I, and I'm, I'm focused on my family. And then when she'd call me, hey, there's a scratch in the floor, man. She hadn't put the phone down. I was already there fixing it. Sure. And, but the thing is, um, you know, I have a, I have a lady that I've been with for about seven and a half years, and you know we don't live together. And if she says to me like, um, like I'm not happy with this, so I, I don't care if she doesn't like what I say. I still like, oh, you know, guys. Which, when a woman says, oh, that's terrible. How can you say that before you? Oh, well, you try to soften the blow. 
I go like, I don't care what you think. That's yep. what I believe. And if you don't like oh, it, yeah. you know, but I'm, I'm polite about it, but you know, you, you just got to stand your ground. Yeah. Don't change you, your beliefs for somebody else. And women will lose their respect for you. If yes. you become like a beta, they will lose right. their respect for you. Now, did you learn this on your own or did you like, did you, were you, were you reading books and stuff too? Books, speaking okay. to people, seeing friends. Okay. Seeing, I, I, I got to tell you about a friend of mine. I, I hope he doesn't listen. You would be the one that would share with him. Okay, 68 years old, and he married a 32-year-old woman. He's very wealthy. Nice. And she is... You uh, can call her a cunt. It's okay. I I don't want to do that. I'll do it. She's a cunt. She's a bitch. She's terrible. I don't want to say that. Well, she is. But you said. And like this guy bought a million-dollar house, moved the kids in. One thing, you know, and then he he says to me, like, I... All his friends said, don't marry her, don't marry her, and he married her because he also, couldn't stand I mean, being alone. My dad's leaving out some gaps. She has three kids from a prior engagement. Okay. She's 32, and she's with this guy so, who's 68. So, like, he told me the other day, like, you know, uh, um, uh, this, I was going to make pancakes, and he goes, like, um, I, I left the house quickly to buy some pancake mix for them, came back, and he goes, anybody ready for pancakes? And she goes, we just ate. <laughs> oh. I like, and then I spoke to him on the phone and she was going to the store and, she, and I said, she goes, hey, I'm speaking to Phil. And he, she goes, I'm leaving. And she just took off. And he goes, man, she left. And he goes, he says to me, I, I feel bad for the guy. He goes, uh, right. she used to be a nice, you know, what, what made her think that when she got married, she didn't have to be nice anymore. And he goes to the counselor. <laughs> Every time he goes to a counselor, the counselor says to him, I warned you. Oh, of course. I warned you. But he you knew know what all you're this. getting into. And he says, I know. He goes, I just don't want to be alone. He goes, can I say like sex though? Yeah. Not, too, not bad. He just goes, hey man, I'm with a 32 old woman. I go, that's all you get like five minutes and the rest of the day is miserable. miserable oh. That's his life. Yeah. So. It's worth it until you spend that five minutes and you're like, why the hell did I do that? <sighs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's the way he is. Yeah. And I like him. He's, you know, he's a good friend of mine and, and he, he has a beautiful like condo on the beach. I go, why do you leave that? This, mm-hmm. but he's going to, he's, he, I don't think it's going to last. I, I really don't. Well, clearly He's, not. He can take, this guy can take a lot of abuse. Yeah. It's, but, it's, it gets to. And you said that they get weird looks when they hold hands going down the street because <laughs> they're like, oh, is that your dad? That's weird. <laughs> they yeah. actually going to, she decided they're going to Egypt um, on a, and then a Nile cruise and then they're going to Sudan, uh, I think, no, no. Sudan. Not Sudan. Uh, Nairobi. Ken, Kenya. 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 Ooh. And they're going to a safari. game reserve and then they're going to volunteer and it's, it's costing him for two weeks twenty five thousand. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, there, crazy stuff. He's got money though. So he's like, I, I feel like you probably have maybe not you personally, but that seems to be pretty typical of you know men in their sixties that uh, if they've mean, been married, every subsequent wife that they have gets younger and younger. Obviously, well, hopefully, right. people call yeah. people. I used to be embarrassed about people calling me cheap. Hey, I am cheap and I'm proud of it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right <laughs> there, you go, <laughs> loud and proud. But I'll, I'll you know if some a friend of mine asked me to lend. If I have a friend needs ten thousand dollars, I will give it to him without question. But you know, and what's really funny about this guy? He was the guy who taught me to go to Taco Bell and save fifty cents on a burrito. And he's a millionaire. <laughs> well, that's how he got to <laughs> be a millionaire, really right? He was no, that's, with he's money. a pilot. That's why he got to be. A oh right, he's got family that's wealthy. That's cool. All right, all right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up no, here. No, 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 no. All right, fine. We'll take I'm a few just, more. Yeah. We'll His take... plane doesn't leave until tomorrow. Yeah, we got shut plenty of time. up. I'm hungry. I want to eat. Hello, uh, who's this? On. This is fun. Hey, what's up? It's Pedro the Pool Guy. Hey, Pedro. Johnny Jonabo. What's hey, up? So I got to ask you, I got to ask your dad something. Yeah, go for it. Um, I had a good job, and uh, recently I was pushed out of the company last Monday, so now I'm unemployed, 43, 
I had a successful business that I sold uh, about three years ago, and now I'm kind of fit, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do next. Um, any ideas on how to find yourself at 43? <laughs> uh, well, my dad had to find himself at like 56. Not yes. with a career, but... My career, I have an amazing career. I, I'm so lucky. I, I'm a, I, you know, I'm, I was a PE teacher. I wouldn't have done I would have become a dentist, as I don't know. But I fell into it when I came to the States. I became a specialist teacher in high school, and I make about a hundred and... Dad, you don't have to say exactly what you... Okay, I want to. <laughs> so, the thing is, how do you find yourself? Um, are, you, do you, are you with somebody right now? A lady? Yeah, we've been married for three years. We've got three kids. Is she starting to look, Has she got a better job than you? Uh, I don't know. She's a flight attendant for 25 years. That's a dangerous job uh, for her to be. Oh, when you no kidding. Yeah, I know. I don't know so what she looks thing. like. like but now I I'm you... trying to find something. Hmm? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to say, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was, that's okay. I'm that's right. to he find was just somewhere. saying your wife is cheating on you is all no, you're saying. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's no. one of those careers. I'm not saying it. I would never say that. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't just, know. We're trying to find somewhere she can. Yeah, we're trying to find somewhere she can stop flying because it's just dangerous. Yeah, what would what what do you have any kind of education? Yeah, I've got a finance degree. I had a pool uh pool repair service company. Now I'm working for a construction company setting equipment, but it's not my life's ambition. You, you, well, you you know everybody goes you got to do what you love, but the thing, it's not just that you got to make a living and um mm -hmm. like yeah. like I just telling myself I I came to the States, I was a teacher, and I got back into teaching, the best thing I ever did. But, you know, I'm not saying, you got to, the thing is, where can you make money? That's the thing. Where can you make a living? And Especially if you have a family to take oh, care of. Oh, it's tough, man. I, 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 yeah. I, I feel for you. That's hard. If you if you don't have a way to make a living, um, yeah, you just got to, the thing is, what I would do if I was in your situation, I would look, some kind of feel that I was interesting, look up what you can make, what kind of, you know what what the pay is in that field and then just go for it but it, gotcha. it's I mean, tough, you, know? you, you have a lot more options now with everything being online so i mean a lot it's of people hard. have businesses that you know you don't need a brick and mortar office or anything yeah. like that you why can can't just... you why did you why did your business why did you i sold it well i just what, didn't want to do i didn't want to do of, this business anymore what kind of business was it it was pool service and repairs you, you've yeah, been you've been in job. and out of that business how many times um, well, this is my second time out of it. I had my business for almost 20 years. Okay. Did you actually then, do the work? Yeah. Yeah, the pool business is a tough business because, like, you know, on somebody's whim, you lose, you lose a client, and it's it's hard work, and it's not that much money, right? I mean, you may do okay. It's yeah, I did all right, but... Don't go into... Yeah, physical work. Like, my, my hardest thing is that I do at work is pick up a pen. <laughs> and my thing is working as little as you can and making as much as you can. Obviously, the work is correctly, but as little as you can. Like, as a teacher, I don't do anything extra. The school's finished. There's dust behind me while it's what, getting to my car. I, I leave the school. Yeah. I work with special ed kids, so it's it's it's, it's been like, it's been great during the, I gotta say, it's been great during the virus. I mean, during the COVID. I worked from <laughs> home, made... Way more money because they paid us extra. Went back to school because they wanted us to come back because other teachers would come back. They paid us a hundred an hour extra. Jesus, hundred an hour. I was making like on top of the salary. On top of my salary. All right, we don't need to go into like well, your exact finances. Well, <laughs> thank um, you. Though. Uh, this guy, uh, what is when your name again? Get the apartment. What? Um, th this guy. You know, just just find something that makes money. Don't go and do something that makes no money. Because yeah, yeah. 
that's my that's my train of thought though. Yeah, Make try as to much find to do a, as little try as possible. Try to find a feel. Um, the, the thing is that this age, your age is kind of tricky. You know, it's like forty three. You got you got to look after kids. Have you got some money though to keep going? No, that's the problem. I know that's uh, that's. So you're relying on your wife. Yeah, so yeah. Pa- Papa Hummel, you, you asked oh, One him. sec, I'm just going to just finish that. Um, yeah. Be very careful. Your wife's going to start finding you unattractive when you're not working. No, we're good there. Well, that's what I was going to Yeah, that's ask. what you think. Dad. You, you, you don't know. You asked him how much she makes and like what, what does that matter? Who asked I actually that? make more than she does. You make more than she does? Yes, sir. Well, well you good. didn't know that five minutes ago when he asked you. I didn't know that. Because so. Papa Hummel asked if if the wife made more money than him, but what? Why did you ask that, Papa are, Hummel? Are you asking me? Yes. Because um, as much as you know, never ever listen to what a woman says to you. If she goes like, um, "Oh, you know, I love a guy who's sensitive, who's like caring that's, that's for the kids," that's all lies. It's that's all lies. Correct. Correct. They they respect the guy who takes charge. Yes. And. Um, Acts like a man, or, or right. like all fight. You know, if he has to fight, and and the and the, you know the beta males, you know these guys that like uh, like feminism. Yes, they walk in with a feminist, going, "Hey, you know, I support you." Like mm-hmm. those guys, the women don't respect them and will never be with them. Right. They want a guy's. That's why the bad boy image is like what attracts women. Of course. All right, guys, I gotta run. All Thank right. You. Thank you. Good Thank luck. You. Guys. Sorry. Huh? And never, never take dating advice from another woman. Never, <laughs> right? What? You don't. You don't ask a fish how never. to catch a fish. It's, it's, uh, Patrice oh, O'Neill, listen to his stuff. It is one hundred percent correct. Who's what's his name? Patrice O'Neill. Who, what, what does he do? He's a comedian. He was a comedian. He passed away, and he oh. said, um, "Did he have a stroke?" Yeah, he was like kind of oh. away. He had diabetes. Yeah, he had diabetes really L- bad. Listen to his advice. It's funny because he as would hell. eat Chinese food like every day. <laughs> He would. It was great. I'm a big fan of Patrice O'Neill, by the way. Yeah. Uh, You you said you should never ask a a woman for dating advice? You never ask a fish how to catch a fish. That's right. Never. They know how to be caught. No, they don't because they lie about it. Oh, yeah. Because they they might lie about it. They They might lie about it. But they they know. No, they They know the truth. No, they don't. They know the truth. They may lie about it. They lie about it. Women lie. I'll give you an example like my girlfriend Lynn, okay? She, she always tells me, yeah, you're always looking at, at weight and this and that. And why well, can't you just accept? And then she sees a, a handsome guy on TV. She goes, oh, look at his butt. Right. Of course. I was like, what are you saying if you don't care about it? <laughs> right. Yeah. But here's the thing is, I think for the most part, women don't know what actually they find attractive. Like what turns they out. They don't know most, what they want. Do. Women don't know what they want. Correct. They don't. Uh, yeah. they just do you know what you want? What, what do you mean women don't know what they want? They, just don't, they, they think they want this. I'll tell but- you, this is what I will tell you about that. About that, And I, I don't want to put myself in that category because I feel like I've really like studied yeah, the science see, behind it, but I'm different. You're a little different because you studied it. Yeah, I, I am I, different. I, I, I get it. I get that. I'm a little different. But I yeah. think that p- women, we'll just talk about women and men have, you know, separate yep, issues. But with women, I think they've been sh- like socialized to be like oh you, you know you want a guy who's sensitive and compassionate but Correct. but but they think, when it comes they, to their biology think, right, they think when it comes to their biology they actually crave other things correct but the, but and they'll tell you that's what they want because that's what they think they really do want i agree right. that's not what that's not what they want i agree that is true. i yeah. agree i agree all right just wait, hold on. one more thing yeah, yeah. go ahead it's go like ahead. like like what what do what do women want well women are looking for you know uh, hypergamy. They want to. They want to always date up. They never date down. What, right. is, what is that word? Hypergamy. They're looking for a guy who's a little better, 
if they leave a guy, they'll only go to a guy who makes more money, who's more. They'll date up. Okay. Yeah, they'll always they'll date up. But guys, they don't care. They don't care like what a what a woman makes. They just care what she looks uh, like. And it's oh, like yeah. like a Patrice O'Neill says, like he goes, there was this woman like lying next to the. Would you go to the woman who's like, like would down you? and out and has no money? Because Patrice goes. She's lying next to the trash can with that no, trash No, no, the joke was and like... Go, let me finish. Okay. Yeah, well, and then he goes, she looks kind of cute, though. No, right. no, no, no. He said, like, would, you know, he's asked, like, oh, would you risk it all for, like, that secretary? He's like, I would risk it all for that drunk, disgusting bitch behind the dumpster. Like, you know. And then they go, why? She, she looks kind of cute with that trash <laughs> in her Yeah, So that's the way it is, man. All right, Dad. Well, thank you for for yeah. joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of course. I, I Blitz, really thank fun. you for setting Anna's it up. I'm just getting hungry. That's all it is. <laughs> That's not untrue. Um, thank you guys for listening. We're gonna be back tomorrow. Yeah, we hopefully we're back. We don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll keep you informed. The Delta um, might have got us all. Yeah, hopefully we won't mm-hmm. all fall ill tomorrow in 24 hours. But thank you guys for listening. And you'll there'll be some sort of programming tomorrow, whether live or yep. not. So stay tuned and have a great rest of the day. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys.